What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo Gig News and Interviews. I'm your host, Steve. Let's get it on. Welcome back to another uh, Rideshare Rodeo po- audio podcast. Um, this week uh, is going to be awesome because we had uh, we had Rudy on about a year ago, and we were talking about his idea of free cab. And if you guys are wondering, if you didn't see the first one, I will put the link into the show notes of this one to the first podcast that we did as well if you guys want to go back and listen to that afterwards but um basically it's spelled f-u-r-e dot c-a-b if you want to go to the website um but it's it's pronounced free yep so he's always said it is free so and there's a reason behind that so we're going to get into that today we've got uh if you guys are listening if if you're watching on the uh, uh when this drops on youtube you'll know that it's not just uh us at this moment you'll know in a second as well but if you're listening on audio i have the ceo who is uh rudy uh ferez and then i also have the cmo of free cab uh catherine and um we're gonna we're gonna talk about what's happened i guess over the past year and what's coming up does that sound about right yeah 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 because i mean since i want to also learn since we've talked what's happened Oh. Um, grew the team, um, started getting into, uh, what city government talked to them, what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, starting getting to permits, starting getting to insurance, uh, laying out the foundation to, for the cities to understand what we're doing, how it's going to impact their communities and also start reaching out to, um, potential advertisers and, you know, uh, small businesses and gate where, uh, providing a service. If you're interested in coming on to the program or to the platform. You know, you can buy rides and show your ads to these consumers and get data. Because at the end of the day, the biggest problem that advertisers have um, is how does my ad or is my ad being effective? You know, are people actually looking at our ads? Well, from not only from a visual point of view, but also from an audio, also from a print point of view. There's no real demographics. There's real no um, data that, you know, advertising can go, well, I know people are reading the papers because they got they brought the coupon to the store. Um, I know they're listening to the ads because they get in the, the coupon code from the mm-hmm. audio. Um, but for not, video, not to mention in the digital world too, people can fake some stats. Oh, of course. So, of course. so I mean, I mean, even in presentation mode to investors and things like that, you're able to go well. Look, and those stats need to be very verified by people. Yeah, because who knows where they came from. So for us, uh, we can verify and pretty much guarantee that one, people are looking at our ads. Two, the data they're getting is fresh. It's like we're in the industry now, data can be 24, hour, you know, 24 hours old or 48 or even a month old. Um, when you come on a platform, you get that data instantaneously because you can see how many people are looking at your ads. And then you can ask questions that, hey, did you like my ad? Did you like the word tie? Did you understand what we we're talking about? 
that's data. Well, let, that... let me first just backtrack a little bit. Let me introduce them both. So we got so Rudy, <laughs> welcome, Catherine, welcome. welcome. But I also want to, but I also want to backtrack. Just uh, maybe give a little bit because people are probably at this point going, "What is are we talking yeah. about here?" So what what this is is um, you're still in Philadelphia, correct? Right. Okay. So he was he's based out of Philadelphia. I know that's I don't know. We'll find out today, but I think that was still the idea of the launch city. Yep. Um, and, um, what it is, is a way to take, let me, and Rudy, correct me if I get any of this wrong, but I'll do it in a nutshell is that you can take a ride for free, like a ride yep. share, but yep. you need to watch ads to do that. But there's also, if you, if you don't want to watch the ads, there's a way out of that. You could opt to pay the rest of the, I don't know if this has changed, but you could opt no, to the pay the rest of the trip. Yeah, so, it's the same. I haven't changed. Yeah, because it's just because like, one uh, thing after we interviewed that I started thinking about that cool part wasn't at first I was thinking that's just cool that you can go, okay, this is cool. I can take a free ride. And if you watch maybe half of the ride, you could just pay the difference or whatever it might be at that, that point. I don't know how exactly that works. But then I was thinking, man, when you know, when Uber and Lyft after a, a sporting event or something are just jamming and people have 45 minute wait times on their phone, I mean. Why wouldn't yeah. you try this? That's that should be like your your yeah. bang marketing time. Yeah. I mean, I would even say like grassroots. If I lived closer, I'd come help you do grassroots. <laughs> I'd go outside well, the stadiums and be like, you don't want to wait 45 minutes here. Free cabs, free cabs, free cabs, you know. Yeah. So um it, yeah, it, it's it started by me and my brother going out to a bar, uh, and we were like, how can we afford this? Because at the time I didn't have money in the bank account to pay for it. And then the question popped up, you know, how do I get a free Folks realize he had money to go to the bar though. (laughs) 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 So, um, that's how the journey started five years ago. And, um, and now it's become a quest to actually put this to reality. You know, ever since I met Simon Bannister and pitched what we were doing, um, you know, the doors opened to a lot of, people out there especially within the industry also outside the industry and advertising so a lot of people are like you know i want to be part of this so Mm -hmm. um we're finally launching i I put on social media that we're going to do it this summer but we we ran up to a couple of hiccups and then we're like all right and it's iron those hiccups now get them squared away and then by february march of uh next year in 24 we officially launch yay you know because I remember that I got thrown off by an image. I don't know if it was on Instagram or what, but I saw something you did over the summer, like shortly after you were going to launch that had like, and I just showed it to a couple people because I was like, what is this? I guess I didn't look close enough to know it was probably edited, but it looked like a limousine. You'd put a couple of, I think a couple pictures together and you made it look like a long free cab. Yeah. And so, I was like, oh, they're going to be limos now? What the hell is going on? <laughs> like, no. So that, I guess, actually, I got, I got a lot of, um, questions about that and i know that elon her uh elon her uh, musk heard about this and the idea was literally taking a model three adding a, a, a two or three doors um and make it sort of like what they've done back in the 80s and 90s was airport cars airport cars are literally you know suburbans that had multiple doors where people can get in and grab a ride and get dropped off and that was the idea so um a lot of people ask me about that. I was like, when's that going to happen? I'm like, soon. I, I got, you know, a car now or it's in a, a shop now. It's actually getting chopped up. You were like, throw videos. I, I can't yet because the concern is, is that I, I want to show the full model 
in working condition before I actually do that. So I guess before we go any farther, the one thing I want to say at this point is that I, I want to say that, I mean, it, it would have been great. I mean, it'd be great if you already launched, but at this point, I think even if it was just, it was meant to be whatever it was, I think it's better that you waited because now, as we know, I mean, anybody that uses rideshare, you now know you're paying three times more than you should for I've, I've done rideshare since 2015. I have not done it since the pandemic, although I am back on the Uber app to do it if I want, but I do a lot of last mile courier stuff now. Um, but if I need to, I will, but the pay is so down for me that I know why other people do this. But when I use an Uber these days, it used to be like maybe one out of every 10 was not perfectly clean. Now it's like zero are clean at all. And I, yeah. and, you know, I barely even blame people. The cars are in worse shape. They smell disgusting. You're stepping on trash or laundry. I mean, like it's gotten so bad. And again, I was in 2015, I was buying water. I was putting it in the back cold. I was, I had things to give away. I had octopus tablets to play on and stuff. There was, uh, my car was a fun, oh, clean yeah. ride and it smelled good in there. I can tell yeah. you that when I take ride shares now, that is not the case. No, yeah, and now it become disgusting, and now I'm paying three times as much, and I know that driver doesn't make anything. Yeah, and it's kind of, when I talk to these drivers and explain to them what we're doing, a lot of them are like, you know, pray to God this actually happened because I need that money. You know, getting forty percent from these rideshare companies didn't make sense. You know, I had drivers come to me, it's like it's a really ninety percent. Yes, it's a hundred percent, ninety percent of the fare you'll get. Mm -hmm. So, I guess, you know, I. I guess we kind of covered what happened in that gap period. I mean, like if people aren't realizing it, there's a lot of regulation involved in this, you oh, can't just yeah. go start a rideshare company, call your insurance company, say, yeah, I'm a bunch of cars out there with random people driving them and they're going to do it for free and they're going to pick people up and take them places. And, and you're just going to, they're already have a bad taste about rideshare. They're going to probably hear this yeah. pitch be like, what the heck are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is worse than we do with Uber. Like, so I'm sure it takes a lot of really getting to not only the red tape, but really with the insurance part of it, really talking to people and make you have to, I'm sure you had to find somebody who truly believes and understands yeah. what you're doing because yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you didn't, the first person you called wasn't like, I love this. We're on board. In fact, I would guess no, some insurance I, people are like, dude, I don't want to touch this with a 10 foot pole. No, um, a lot of insurance uh, companies, do. Um, I'm not going to say who they are, but, some of them really like, how is it free? Cause, you know, they even question like, how is this thing actually working? And when I explain to them, they're like, oh. And then when I get the quotes back for actually, you know, let's say 50,000 cars are on a road for us, you know, the quotes are like astronomical. I'm like, what? Wait, wait a second. And then once you start talking to them and then realizing what they were doing, then you realize like, oh, they're doing this because Uber and Lyft and everybody else that, you know, got into accidents or had these premiums and all that didn't make sense. So mm -hmm. uh, for us, it made more sense of, all right, this is how we're going to do it. This is, you know, you know, a lot of these guys actually wanted to cut it a pie. I'm like, wait, <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I get it. You know, everybody has to make money. But um, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of drivers complain to me, like when you look at the, uh, the, um, the insurance stocks from these companies and they're like, you know, $2,500 for a deductible. I'm like what? That's like insane. 
I mean, I think you guys, you probably both know this too. I'm sure it applies to wherever you live because everybody I talk to applies nationwide. I I have seen bigger insurance rate jumps just on the day-to-day rates of just being a driver than I ever have in my lifetime in the past year. Absolutely. I don't know what the reason for that is, but I mean, like really noticeable ones, not like, and normally like, I'm like, I'm going to just be honest. I'm with Allstate, have been for 15 years. Normally I get a deduction. There's that, oh yeah, you're good. We're going to give you a little, like this year, they just kind of upped everything. They were like, well, we don't, we're not doing that anymore. (laughs) We don't care how you drive, just you were going to charge you more. Well, yeah, because when when you get, especially when you add or you add on a policy to it or an addendum to the policy for rideshare, you know, like, oh, I went from being, you know, paying $500 a month now, I think $500 a year, but all of a sudden now it's like $1,500. I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? And then when you call and they're like, yeah, it's because you're doing rideshare. I'm like, what? I, then you don't get it. I'm, I'm not going to do rideshare. And you get a lot of that from drivers that are like, I'm not doing this anymore because just for the fact that I'm going to be spending more to actually have insurance. So what? why don't we do this? Let's let's have Ru, Rudy, why don't you explain like you did in the first one that we did, like how, how this actually works for the rideshare drivers listening, for the passengers listening, for... Anybody listening, like who's going at this point, who's thinking the same thing I thought when I first interviewed you, yeah. was this free? This is crazy. What are you talking about? Um, but why don't you explain explain that mechanism and then we'll move over to uh, Catherine and let her explain what's going on with the marketing side of it. Awesome. Um, it's pretty much simple. Uh, from a rider's point of view, it's just like any other rideshare company that's out there. You order a ride, the ride comes to your door. So, um, you have the again, ability to, so just to be real clear, app, it's an app. It's an app, yep. Um, You're going to use it just like an Uber app. Just like any other rideshare company and, and yep. order a ride. Uh, once you get to that uh, point of what kind of ride you want to pick, it's going to ask you, like, do you want to get a free ride or do you want to get a paid ride? Meaning that so the, the, full, ride. the full price will be there. Yeah. But it's a lot like less out market. of the gate, like if you're if the, if somebody's taken free ride a couple times, and I mean, I I would always try and do it free. I mean, yeah. I know there's yeah. there's some. I know we were talking about like how are people going to know if you're looking. I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit, yeah. um, but but at the same time, I would probably always want that regardless. But maybe if I was like having, I needed to talk on the phone one time, and I was using free cab, I might need to select. Okay, I want to yeah. pay for this. So in that, yeah. just real clearly though. Have you worked out numbers? Are you staying under Lyft and Uber? Yeah. I mean, no, no. I mean, just if somebody wanted to pay full price and not do the free part, like is the, is the dollar rate on a comparable car? And we don't need to be exact. I'm just wondering because. Yeah. Okay. It, it's pretty much the same. It's it, apples for apples. Yes. Um, okay. But it'll be a lot lower than what's out in the market now because. Um, every but market. Even, that's my out point there. was going to be, even if it is the same, the drivers get more. So nonetheless, yeah. if you're looking to use one of the two as a driver, I'm going to tell you to use free cab once they're live, because I, I know that the driver, look, if, if he's saying drivers get 90%, I used to say that Uber took a big cut, but it's pretty damn close these days to the exact opposite. Yeah. Uber taking 90%. I mean, I know it's 60, 70%, but that's still ridiculous that a driver's yeah. getting 30% for the work. Yeah, it's um yeah, so to get back to how the app works for the riders, um they order the ride, they'll get, mm-hmm. you know, they'll pick either a free ride or a paid ride. Um and then let's say they do the free ride, what happens is that the car comes, they can verify on our dashboard 
a number of a uh, couple of things. One, that's my driver because it'll show a number on my phone. You know, that's my actually ride. Um, mm-hmm. And then once they get in the car, we're going to verify you got your seatbelts because a lot of city governments like we want to verify, you know, your passengers are getting seatbelts. So we mm-hmm. added that feature. So once they're in the car, your phone literally turns into a billboard and you're going to watch ads on your phone. After each ad, there's an actually uh, a couple of buttons to answer a question about the ad. These are mm-hmm. uh, two ways. One is either through an AI actually generating questions, or two, it's the advertiser themselves asking you the question like, hey, what'd you think about the guy wearing the red tie? What'd you think about my product or service? That's data that advertisers want. Um, it's not all throughout the whole entire ride. So let's say, for instance, um, it's 15 minute ride, it's half. You're going to watch seven minutes of commercials. That's it. Okay. So you got the, the next seven minutes of doing whatever, talking to your but it's not. Work. But I'm guessing that if, let's say it's a 14-minute ride and it's seven yeah. minutes of ad, um, it's not minute one to seven is ads. My guess is there's a few minutes of nothing and then yeah. the ad start. Yeah, okay. So you've yeah. got it yeah. somewhat in the middle because otherwise yeah. people would just take advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, I'm just already seeing that strategy. So, <laughs> well, they, I, I, we figured out all the strategies because we figured one of the things that a lot of towers uh, asked me was like, "How do you know we're watching ads?" Well, we've developed yeah, an AI, that's, that's, AI big one. that's looking at your eyes to make sure that you're looking at it. There's an mm-hmm. actual virtual box in front of your phone. You don't see it, but the AI sees it, and your eyes have to be in that box when you're looking at your phone. So we know that you're looking at the phone. If your eyes are out there, your phone will buzz saying, "Hey." Look at the phone or you're going to get charged or prorated for um, not watching ads. Couldn't it be? I mean, I'm again, I'm sure you've got this all figured out, but I'm just curious as to why. Couldn't it be like I was mentioning octopus tablets? I'm sure you're familiar with them. Yeah. Okay. Couldn't it be an octopus on the back where once you take the ride, you push a button saying, yes, I'm wanting the free ride. And you have to look at that so that you don't have to use your phone. Well, no, yeah. The thing with Octopus was that um, it's limited. I'm not seeing um, Octopus, just putting oh, no, tablets. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The thing with the tablets um, overall in general was that you're only limited on how much data you can collect when they're watching those ads. Um, because one, the way they're structured, you can't get all the... If the guy leaves the cab, how do I know he went inside the store to look at other stuff? Oh, I was so saying still captain. the eye recognition thing, but it's on the back yeah. of the seat. So yeah, it's no, like... I know. I, I have to watch it or else it's going to say, no, you're not watching it. Yeah. It's the same premise. Pretty much the same premise. Yeah. This time it's just, it's mobile. And it's on your phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have to sit there and you have to just watch. I mean, it's like, it's like being at home between uh, commercial breaks on during a football game. You you're watching the commercial. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. But you're, but you're doing it during a ride and you're getting from A to B for free. Yeah. Um, it, it's, Look at it this way. When I started this and when I started doing Uber and Lyft myself, one of the things that every driver sees when they're looking in the rear mirror, the guy's buried or the, you know, the woman's buried in the face and her phone. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, if I can get advertisers to actually pay for the ride and collect that data and sell it to them, it becomes a win-win. Because now, one, the ride's free. Two, the advertisers are loving it because now they can see that people are actually looking at their ads or buying the product off the ad. So let's maybe this is part Catherine answer. I don't know. Um, but is there it like, okay, let's say I take a free ride and I decide, Ooh, I like that, but I'm not, but I'm kind of in a different space. I'm like, I'm going to look at that later. Is there a way to like bookmark that one? 
and be able to go back and look later? And then is there a discount? And is there a discount if you do it during the ride that's even bigger? Like if you were to say, yeah, I like these Nikes. I want them. And yeah. you did it in the car. Do you get 20% off? Does anything like that kind of happen where it's like, it's kind of time sensitive. Like if you do this now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, because we want to motivate uh, the riders um, and definitely motivate our advertisers uh, for them to take, you know, action during the commercial. Um, and that's where we would apply those data sets and get that information of the rider interacting with the ad um, and getting, getting those data points in real time. Um, so absolutely. I think that's something that we're still in the process of unpacking and, uh, you know, restructuring for the app. Uh, but we're, we're really close. <laughs> no, I get, I get, and I get what, what Rudy's saying about the eyes. That's, that's great. And the advertisers will know, okay, they're watching it, but it's like you were saying about coupons in a newspaper. And I know, yeah. I know guys, Rudy, Rudy and I are older than a lot of you guys, but <laughs> there were, there were things called newspapers back in the day. They cut down yep. trees, they made paper and they actually printed it before they just put it online. Um, so, um, but, but like, I would think the advertisers would extra love yeah. a, a purchase during the ride. Oh, that's yeah. the whole, that's the whole premise is really yeah. to just get the, um, the rider to interact and and actually complete a purchase during a ride because then that just makes it um, you know fruitful for everyone. It just makes it beneficial. That's for why everybody. I was thinking like uh, you know I'm just making these up by the way. Like twenty percent sure. if you buy it during the ride off, but then like yep. but you have twenty four hours to buy it for ten percent off. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, like, I like it. I, I'm just saying that, that therefore yeah, they'd be yeah. bookmarked. They could go back to their ride and see which ads they played. Absolutely. Yeah. And say, okay, yeah, that that was the one I they wanted to get home and research a little more, let's say. Yeah. So yeah, Steve, let me give you a, a, an example. Um, mm -hmm. Target comes on board and literally the whole ride becomes a targeted ad yeah, for, from Target. Sure. So for instance, Joe's gonna go get a ride from us and he wants to go to Target to buy stuff for whatever. Mm -hmm. Um Joe's going to watch a couple of ad target ads about target products. And then at the end of the ride, target's going to send him a coupon via QR code and say, Hey, listen, since you took the ride, here's a 20% off or 10% or 20, you know, oh, okay. whatever discount on that ride or a product inside the store. So when they check out, they'll see a QR code on your phone, swipe it at the, um, checkout and they got 20% off or 10% off stuff like that. Like Walmart target, all these okay. companies that, out there like hey i want to do that as well cool here's the service I, I the thing i can most relate that to then is like if i go to buy co concert tickets mm -hmm. when you're done buying concert tickets because they know they rip you off so bad it's like yeah. you more for the processing yeah. than you do for the show itself these days so at the end i don't know if you guys have noticed but it'll say like one of four like hey do you want apple tv for three for free for three months yes so every time yeah. I buy concert tickets, I get Apple TV for free. I get something else for free. I might get a discount. Like, and I take advantage of them because I get ripped off so bad that, you know, well, I'm like, no, sure. Yeah, but I, it's like those come up and it's, I know it's different, but it's the closest thing I can relate. Yeah. It's, it's made more sense for the advertisers to um, incentivize them, not only to come on a platform, but also to help them on the other end as well, because. A lot of consumers are, are new either to the platform or new to whatever service and product that the advertiser is talking about. 
So it's mm-hmm. like the example of Target is like, hey, I can make this a literally a targeted ride from Target and show them Target products, what's they're selling inside Target. And then at the end of the ride, like, hey, thank you for riding. Here's a 10%, 15, 20% coupon that you can use inside the store. Those are great things. after the ride, but I yeah. just my two cents. I honestly believe you should give them like an extra 10% if they do it during the ride. Yeah. Because then you'll yeah, get those I'll, people I'll, who are like, dude, I'm gonna save 30 if I I'll just do it right now. I wanted to reset, yeah, yeah, but I want yeah. those Nikes, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, driver, turn around. I already got it. Let's go back home. hundred yeah, percent. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah um, it, it's going to be on the app. Um, we have a couple of things that we're going to be doing. Like the last in the last video, we talked about TikTok, where you know we're get, looking at younger demographics coming on a platform, and they're going to watch ads through a TikTok app uh, app that we're going to partner with, and literally swipe, watch ads just like they're watching on TikTok. Okay, so the vehicles, well, because I know the first time we spoke, I you were saying that they're going to be kind of uniformed and, and now I can kind of relate that to, if you're familiar with Alto. Yep. Alto rides, you know, they're in a few cities now. Um, I'm not a big, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big fan of the Alto model because yeah, you get to use, well, you get to, I mean, here, I like a lot about it. I, I really do. I mean, they're really nice vehicles. They've got this like between rides, they spray this thing that like really make sure it's sanitary. Um, you do pay a membership and then you get discounted rides and you're in these really nice SUVs. They're all uniformed, but the guy who owns the company, I've, I've interviewed him before. He is 100% against tipping culture. So he demands that not only is there not a tipping option that you do not as a driver take even a cash tip. And I know dry, I know a driver who was terminated for taking a cash tip. Wow. No, not for so, us, for us. Um, no, I'm just pointing out, like, I didn't, li- that's something I didn't like about it. But I, if I remember right, you were doing that uniformed car look too. And I liked, I liked that because I think that, you know, like I was just saying earlier, the rideshare rides that show up to pick me up these days, even if I, if I have six people and I'm like, oh, I'll just get a Lux, I'll get a Escalade or something. I'm expecting a nice Escalade. Like it used to be now it's like a beater Escalade without a muffler. Yeah, it shows yeah. up and, yeah. and, and, and a car T-boned it. So like he'll be like, that door doesn't open because it's dented in. Don't use it. Like I mean, there's always a story. It's not these nice vehicles anymore. No, no. For so, us, um, it's whatever. We have limitations because one, um, city government and state governments actually have rules in place about what, how far we can bring on a platform. Meaning, you know, we're not we can't accept cars that are less than. You know, from 1995, you know, we can't look at a, a 76 Cougar coming onto the platform, Pudor, it's not going to work. Um, yeah. But we have a limitation because the state says so or the city says so on, you know, who can use what kind of car. But um, I, I don't want to block anyone because one, they're providing mo- money and food to their families. So whatever mm-hmm. vehicle they have, long it's up to date within the last 15 years, fine, you, mm-hmm. you can do it. But the other thing too is that I told to a lot of drivers, like, listen, make sure it's clean because you're not only representing us, but you're also representing yourself. Because people are gonna tweet about it, like, hey, psh, I got you on so camera. Is, is there is there then a ranking system too? Or a rating yes. system? Yes. The, um okay. yeah. The the reason why is I, I it's funny, I like it, but I also hate it at the same time. I like it because one, it shows the passengers like, hey, this guy's actually a nice guy. he's done good but then when you get drivers that come on platforms you know and you're like oh the guy's two percent like two stars like why 
then you get in the car you're like oh i understand why now it's a dirty car he's a foul mouth or, or you know he's constantly swearing and you're like okay let me get out of this car because i want to get something else because i'm not really into this mm-hmm. so for us it made more sense of hey at least have a clean car don't have a foul mouth because you're not only representing us but you're also representing yourself because people are going to put this on 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 social media saying hey don't drive with this guy this guy's a complete you know dingling right so, i was i was try- trying to figure out where the where the um like what you guys could do that would be because so many i gotta tell you first of all rideshare drivers aren't making as nearly as much as they should we know this but they're very afraid of ratings these days now in one case it wouldn't it wouldn't apply to you guys because a lot of people complain just to get a seven dollar free ride and then sometimes get a driver deactivated just to get that seven dollar free ride oh he he called me a name okay he's deactivated your rides free just for seven bucks so these are free rides, but at the same time, I would think because these are free rides, you got to protect them a little more. So like if it was a yep. five-star rating, I would say that like you can't you can't just touch you can touch star five, four, and three, but two and one you'd need to call free cab. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, if yeah. you want to if it if you touched one, you'd be like, We'll call you in one minute. We need to know why this is a one star ride. Yeah. yeah. Something it, it like may, that. Well, we have we're, we're we have something just in to, place just for where, the so the drivers feel a little more secure. Yeah, well, like, okay, it, I'm not going to get doxed for BS. Yeah, it, it's set up in a way that it, it's it's doing two things. One, it's helping the drivers go. All right, why did I get the one star? We'll have an agent reach out to them and ask them, like, because we're not going to remove people for you know small little things like that. But if you committed you know sure. some offense or assault, it, you're definitely getting off the platform. But you know, right, we but, you know got, why you but somehow you have to balance because you know as well as I do, even with free rides, yeah. you're gonna get complaints that are completely 100 percent lies. Yeah, that's why we have a camera, a dashboard, and our dashboard um displays actually have a forward-facing camera that faces in front of the car, camera that faces inside the car. So we know what's going on because one, we want to make sure that you know no one's getting hurt, no one's getting assaulted. You know, mm-hmm. was it the driver's fault? Was it the rider's fault? Because there's times that I've spoken to you know to drivers and drivers are like, no, that lady lied. She wasn't being honest. And I'm like, oh, you know, do you have video? I'm like, well, no. And that's the other thing too, is that we live in an industry, people do these things, and like there's nothing, there's no video. So it made more sense of like, hey, how about we develop a dashboard cam and put it on a dashboard so they can't say, Oh, he said this. Well, we got a video of you saying it, not him. hmm So <clears throat> I know that the drivers will all be vetted. Um, hopefully, I know you probably will be locked in. Like even our work at Para, we still sadly have to use Checker. I hate Checker. I think they're one of the worst yeah. companies in the world. They've deactivated yeah. so many of my friends. And I know that a lot of people like um, like Grubhub has a deal with, they're an example, has a deal with Checker now that is ongoing. So it's like every month they check. They pay a fee to keep checking on you, like a, a real time. And they're only supposed to go back seven years. So, but if like, let's say you lived in Indiana and you moved to Ohio five years ago, if there's a gap in that seven years of where you live, most people get deactivated for two to four weeks minimal while they figure it out. Because for some reason, checker can't understand that you lived somewhere else before there. Yeah. The the reason why, why, yeah, the reason why that I found out 
um, not only from rep, but I also found out through other people that tried to use them. And that was because it, when there's a gap in your employment or a gap in your work history or a gap in, in, in residence, they are assuming that you're actually in prison. And they were like, no, I, I was never a, in prison. You know, I, just, <laughs> I was like, I was really? never in prison. I, I actually moved from one state to another, but my address is different. And that was the thing that I was like, this is bananas, because now I know why people are getting evacuated from that. And it didn't make sense. So, yeah, yeah. Checker. Um, I, they, like, I'll, I, give, I you the, I'll give you a worst case scenario with Checker. I just have to do this quick because my friend Mac in Portland, um, he lived in uh, Boise, Idaho. Him, his wife, and his nine kids. He has nine kids. Wow. Um, him, his wife, and his nine kids moved to Portland. He was working for DoorDash for a year plus in in uh, Boise. He went through an entire year in Portland. He got he got his license changed. He got his documentation changed. He changed it on the DoorDash platform. They mailed him his tax info at the end of the year. For okay. to his address in Portland, they knew he had a Portland license, and then uh, about six months after all that, which proved they knew where he was, they deactivated him. He was deactivated for seven weeks because they said, "Why are you driving in Portland if you live in Idaho?" And he was so confused because he was like, "I've heard." He even told him because he's pretty tied in with all this stuff, and he said, "I've heard of the errors you make, and I know that some of them are made because people move and don't change things." He goes, but what I'm really confused about is you guys mailed me a tax form even to where I live right now. So you know I wow. live here. You know I've been working this market. You're able to look. You you know you I uploaded my new license. You have that. You It matches the address you sent that to. What happened? They didn't respond to him at all. And then he got one of a couple auto responses like, oh, we're looking into it. And he's like, I'm just deactivated. This sucks. Seven weeks later, they he just... To, he was doing it every day and then he kind of went to like every third fourth day after the seven weeks he just kind of one random day hit it and he was back on wow wow no email nothing they didn't even say hey you're back on sorry for that nothing nothing no auto nothing it just was like he wouldn't have known had he not turned hit the app back on but yeah it, it's unfortunate and sucks um for us that's not going to happen for us. It's just more of, you're going to talk to myself or you're going to talk to Kathy. You're going to talk to a human being as opposed to being automated. I get we're in the advent of living in AI, but um, I mean, you still have to run a background check, but I'm, I'm glad that there will be a human factor in there too. Because that's the biggest problem with millions of door dashers in this country. They can't do the human factor too. Um, but yeah, it kind of sucks that, you know, people get deactivated like that, but, for us, no. It's just I want uh, a human being to actually say, "Hey, Steve, I know you want to join the platform. You know, these are the things we have to. Here's a checklist of things you have to get squared away. Um, and then if there's an issue with a passenger or driver, there's going to be a human talking to you at the other end of the line, not some robot or some you know robocall saying, "Hey, well, what's going on here? Talk to us." No, so it's unfortunate that it happens, but does it allow? <laughs> does it allow you at the beginning of the ride to like, like, let's say that the ads let's say I get in and all the ads are like women's shoes. Oh, it's going to, it's smart enough to know who you are. Right. But I'm not, but we know that there's a whole gender thing and woke culture. Yeah, I won't yeah. even go there because I have a teenage son in high school and I'm, I'm not real happy with this stuff. Um, a oh. lot of it, but, um, yeah. 
but I'll say that like, you know, you don't know, maybe a guy is into the women's shoes. I'm not, and I'm not judging, but I'm just saying like, is there a way that it asks you or does it just try and determine what you'd like? Um, in the beginning, uh, where it's going to ask you a couple of questions, um, you know, who, what do you like, what you don't like? And then over time, it's going to learn, oh, I like these ads. It's like, I'm a car geek. I love cars. I like I sit there and I tell, you know, Google, like, show me car ads. Don't show me anything else. Just show me car ads because I'm a car geek. Mm -hmm. So it'll learn your history of what you like and what you don't like and then show you those ads. Right, but it doesn't want to just show you cars either because we know you're not going to buy a car every time you take a ride share. So they got to show you tennis <laughs> shoes and they got to show you t-shirts and stuff like that too. Yeah. But it needs to learn. So like if I if I start seeing a 30-second ad, I'm like, this is not – can I hit a, a – I'm not interested and it moves to the next ad. Yeah. No. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Yes. Because that's huge. Because yeah, I would Steve, yeah, and ads are not 30 seconds. Um right, I, was just range make, I was from, just making yeah. it up. Yeah, no. I mean, I I mean, I don't know how long do they range? They can probably go as much as the as much as the as much as the company works out with Catherine for the marketing, right? Uh, so <laughs> the max that we do, yeah, the max that we do, um, we can do what's called covered rides where the whole entire ride's pretty much uh, Target or uh, Rite Aids or whatever. It could be a, a complete uh, covered ad. Or it can be, you know, a one minute or a 10 second or 20 second. The same standards that we see on TV is the same standards as on a platform as well. Okay. So, Guys, the obviously the premise here is that the free ride is based on you watching advertising. And this is becoming more and more of a problem because people aren't engaging in advertising as much as they once were. So people are having to get creative. And we also know that like we were speaking about newspapers, they're a little dated. Um, so now these news onlines are charging more than they ever charged you to get paper subscriptions, yeah. which is crazy to me. It's like I, I saw um, uh, Financial Times wanted $750 a year. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I barely yeah. even read your crappy newspaper. I'm not going to pay $750. Like, no. Um, but even TV, I'm going to say this, even TV advertising has taken a blow beyond belief because people are moving into YouTube yeah. and just watching tablets. They don't, people aren't really, the new... The next 10 years, I, I don't think we're going to have a lot of people watching TV. No. There's going to be a different ways of doing this, and they're just not going to have Comcast cable or whatever that you have no. and saying like, oh, yeah, I just, I'm watching TV. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So people have to get very creative, and I think this is extremely creative. Um, I think it's awesome. How We should absolutely talk about how the drivers get paid. All right. Um just like you know, any driver app, um, you sign up, you go through a background, uh, make sure that you know we're crossing T's, dotting I's. Um, but once you're on the app, it's just like any other platform. Um, you pick a ride, like all right. Most of the drivers that we're bringing on board are local. That's number one. Um, sure. Every time I took an Uber or Lyft, I got guys that lived you know four states away. I'm like, what do you, you do? You know the roads? You know, it's like, oh no, I watch the app. I'm like. No, they, I, I think that's tell you I think that's crucial that you're doing that too because as you grow, one their market might get oversaturated or dry up even, yeah. and they might start coming to Philly and and going. Yeah. I'll just work there, and all of a sudden, that's a big problem too because then now it's even hard to even figure out where the saturation is. Yeah. So it's, I mean, to make I, it, like, you know, to make yeah, it, it, like it, it, yeah, 
of here. Yeah, well, like in New York, in the New York market outside of New York City, you, you actually had drivers that actually leave New York and actually go to Jersey because the market wasn't as saturated. When you go to New York City, every other ride is an Uber, Lyft, or whatever out there, mm-hmm. and it's too saturated. So you had a lot of drivers leave city and come out to um, Jersey. When I that night at that bar, the guy was literally from New York City, and he literally drove me to PA. And I'm like, do you know how to get there? I was like, the app will show me. I'm like, the app's going to show you the slowest way. I can show you the fastest way. And that was a problem in, from the get-go when I started talking to drivers and riders. Like, I had drivers come. I don't want to go out 40 miles down the road. I want to stay local. On the app, you have the ability of saying, checking off a box, saying, ah, I'm just going to be local. From that point on, you'll just get local ride. Rides that are less than you know 20 miles or 15 miles, and you cover that area. Uh, then there's people who actually know I want to do long distance rides. I met a couple of drivers that literally mm-hmm. just do only Newark, uh, New Jersey to DC. And it's all they want to do every day, all day because they, mm-hmm. they live in Jersey, but they can go to Philly or they can go to DC and not worry about it because they know that there's money in it. Right. So we give the ability, we're flexible enough to give the drivers the ability of picking where they want to work. Do you want to work in a zone? Do you want to work um, either a full-time so driver? No, no acceptance driver? rate? Um, it varies on the market because some markets now, it comes down to like, oh, we accept you know 90% of doing this. We're flexible enough to actually give the drivers saying, hey, um, do you want to do these type of rides? And if you don't want to do it, here's another offer. We, if you want to do those type of rides, mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to be more accommodating to the drivers because at the end of the day, a lot of ride share companies don't accommodate for the drivers at all. Drivers are sitting there spending a boat of money on their cars and they're not like, hey, I'm going to give you 40% of the fare and we'll keep the rest. Yeah, exactly. I flipped that around. I flipped it around. I'm giving you 90% of the fare. You didn't even here's flip it around, dude. You're giving 90% of the fare. That's not even flipping it around, dude. That's like that's that's like legit. That's a complete overhaul. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not only that, but it's a lot of these companies have to realize is that your biggest asset is not really. I wouldn't say not only the riders, but it's your drivers. If you take care of the drivers, give them what they want, they will go bend over backwards to do whatever it takes to support that rider. Mm-hmm. That's my philosophy. That's the way I look at it. I was like, listen, I'm going to give you 90%. I'm going to give you head to toe medical benefits, dental, dental, all that, just to make you happy. Because at the end of the day, you got to support your family at home. You got to give them as much food as possible and put it on the table. When I pitched this to a lot of people, I'm like, listen, my the number one mission, and when Kathy came on board, I said, the number one mission that we're developing here is that I want people to have more food on the table. If you take yeah. away less money from that driver's pocket, he's not going to have a lot of food for that table. Look, if I'm getting 90% on free cab and I, let's say I work Uber too, and let's just say I work Uber, not Lyft, and I'm in Philly, I would rather do, even if I have more, a little more downtime, I'd rather do five free cab rides than try and make 20, make that same amount of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I guess my point is that some people might go, well, I'm more busy on Uber. Yeah, you are. And you're not making anything. You're more busy. They're wasting your miles. There's, you know, there's gamification. They're doing all kinds of things they shouldn't. Wouldn't you be better off in doing these and earning the 90% with free cab? I mean, again, it seems like, it seems like what I wanted Alto to be is what you're doing. And Alto's like, no, we just pay them minimum wage and they get to use our cars. They're lucky. And we do not allow tipping. Well, 
okay, I don't want to make $16 an hour. To, and, the, and you have to take every ride. Yeah, you, you have to, you're forced to take every ride. Yes. For us, uh, it made more sense of, hey, here's a couple of options. When you get on the platform, become a full-time driver, become a part-time driver, become a 1099 driver, um, work in area. This is your area. It's going to be you and 40 other people working that area, and that's it. You control that area. Or you want to mm -hmm. just do long-distance rides. Uh, I want to do rides that are you know 20 miles and more. Cool. I'll sign up for that. Um, so we make it as much you know accommodating to the drivers as possible because to us, the way I look at it is that our drivers are our biggest asset. The story. 100%. Yeah. I mean, and to give them the more... So do the drivers see... the Because you know how I am about transparency. Do the drivers see the amount they'll get? Yeah. Like, I mean... Yes. Because I know that you know how the black box, all the others work. Yeah. You don't want to know Steve, once we launch, Steve, once we launch, riders and drivers can actually compare app side to side. They're going to see the same dollar amount. Right, right. I mean, and, and if they're getting 90%, they'll know, okay, just add 10%. That's what the customer paid. If, yeah. if they paid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, regardless, it's getting paid for. That's what people need to remember. It'll be paid for by the marketing. And yep. if not, if you're not paying. But I mean, the to know for me as a passenger to know that the 90% goes to the driver, I'm a lot more happy. The driver's going to be more happy. It's just a more comfortable ride. Being in rideshare since 2015, same type of thing. When, when Uber and Lyft came here, I don't remember which one it was. One of them, I started at 80 but one of them I started at 8515 cut in 2015. Wow. That's how they worked. Right. They were like, we keep 15, you get 85. And that's why I just, I didn't even look at rides. I didn't care. I took everything. Cause I was like, dude, whatever. I'm making lots of money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but when you start like being dynamic about like, well, here, you're going to get this and this is the flat rate. Well, how'd you figure that out? I just made up a number and that's what you're going to get. Shut up. Take it. Like that yeah. really pissed people off. And yet people wanted transparency and flat rate options from the beginning, but now right. they got it. And the way that they twisted it over the years, they're yeah. like, fine, here it is. And now it's like, you make less with what you asked for. So it's one of those, be careful what you wish for, but you're doing the complete opposite. You're doing something that these companies don't even, they don't care. I mean, they're just, no, it's yeah, because at the end of the day, they're beholden, uh, you know, I shouldn't be saying this, but at the end of the day, they're really beholden to their shareholders because now yeah. they're public companies and now the shareholders are like, listen, if Dara is not going to make more money for Christmas so I could buy my new pool for next year, I want Dara mm -hmm. out. Yeah. You know, and Dara knows that problem too, because now he has to prove to the market, like, Hey, I can actually, you know, the company's worth a trillion dollars, prove it to the stockholders and give them what they want. Or give it to the drivers or the riders and give them what they want. He has a fine balancing act to provide that service. So for us, I said, well, if I'm going to give 90% to my drivers, I got to not only give them the best experience that they have, but make it safe, make it affordable. Because that's mm -hmm. the problem that most consumers have right now, you know, on both sides of the table from a driver's point of view and also from a rider's point of view. Right. So how will you, are you going to try and keep them in zones like in the beginning when you're yeah. just onboarding the first few, like, Hey, this is your zone because like, yeah. you don't want somebody We're gonna give, they're gonna 30 give. miles away is the closest free ride. Yeah. 
you know so once I, we I, launch um in philly yeah once we launch in philly it's going to become viral because people are like what is this free ride thing about because when we first did the beta public you know privately people started calling hey, i, I want to do this too i want to get a not yet you know once we go to public route then you can actually sign up but sure. uh, we know this is going to be viral we know that uh the riders and drivers are going to love this it's just more of when the drivers first come onto the platform they're going to get questions like hey do you want to do local rides only local rides do you want to do long distance rides mm-hmm. a lot our competitors are not doing this they're, they're saying hey listen you got a license now best of luck be safe be safe to the passengers best of luck there's no real you know option for the driver to say hey i only want to do local that's why there's a lot of people going no i, I don't who cares if it's ninety dollars but i'm not going to drive 300 miles to get that 90 dollars fare that's that's ludicrous that's complete ludicrous so for us, when drivers come on the platform, they're going to have that option to say, I want to stay local or I want to do walks and spreads. Sure. Um, maybe I know that you were talking about this last time we talked, but maybe Kathy has insight on this too. Maybe How is the city handling this? How does the city feel about this? Um, this on a city point of view, they love it. Is one I'm with not, all I, the I, communities. The only reason I ask, I mean, like, who wouldn't love the idea? The only reason I ask is because I know a lot of cities accidentally got into bed with Uber and Lyft and in a bad way. Like free rides to oh. elections, free rides to vaccinations, to this, to that, to your doctor appointment. If you go, like, they do things like that to make sure that they they can pull that Trump card and go, no, remember we do this for you, so shut up. Yeah. So I didn't know well, if they're like thinking you know listen we have to keep uber and lyft happy this is gonna make them happy (laughs) we haven't run into that yet right but um i'll let i'll let rudy take the because he's been meeting with everybody so he 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 has the intel on that one (laughs) so a lot of the governments um these individuals and these officials and i explained to him i was like listen you know case in point chicago uh, there's not real strong bus service or you know train service out in certain parts of Chicago where they actually need it, especially in low-income mm-hmm. areas. Where, hey, listen, how come the bus skips my stop every other day? You know, I gotta get to work, and I'm like, you know, and when I explain, I'm like, here's a problem: we can provide a service in those communities where they actually want to go to work, where they actually want to make, you know, uh, put food on the table. And when we meet them w- with them, and I explain, I'm like, listen. The rides are free. This is how it works. And they're like, all right, where are you gonna, you know, provide the service? The whole city's gonna get the service. Um, mm-hmm. and then most of them are like, I love this, I, I want to get a part of this, I want to be part of this, you know, how the city can help. And you know, we work with you know with deals like, hey, if you allow us to come in the city, you'll get X amount of ads for whatever to for social services or for you know transit services, stuff like that. So because at the end of the day, I not only increase the value of the city what it's providing to its uh, communities but also increase the value to its communities itself meaning that hey if tyrone wants to go to work in downtown new york city he actually has a ride now to actually get a free ride to actually go to work he never has to wor- mm-hmm. worry about you know a late bus or a late train now he can actually jump in a car and get there for free so as we hit 50 minutes i gotta tell my my audio podcast viewers that you guys, this one might go a couple minutes over. I'm not talking about like long, but I mean, I just don't want to end this conversation short because I think this is, I think this is something you should all be aware of. I mean, even if, even if you've never heard of it, again, go back watch the first one. But um, we'll we'll continue on here for a little bit. We might go a few minutes over. So 
don't think that once I pass that 55 minute mark that it's going to go like two hours. It's not, but I just don't want to have to <laughs> cut it too short. But um, I was even thinking for free ride, man, like, I don't know how the parents would feel about this. I mean, for safety reasons, I would think that if you're going to have employees, you're in a very lucky position for two reasons. It will actually help you avoid some legislation that's coming because mm -hmm. you will have W-2 employees and then be offering IC work as well. That puts you in a good yep. spot. But if you're going to have yep. W-2 drivers, why not? I know, I'm sure you're aware of this, but like there have been maybe 20-ish, give, give or take, startups to take um, kids to school. The only one that still remains is Hop, Skip, Drive. That's it. Yep. Hop, Skip, I love Drive. Hop, the skip, drive. Yeah, me too. And that's the only one. I but other them. people in little in cities tried to start a local ones, and there was nothing wrong with their services either. It was modeled after Hop, Skip, Drive. What killed them was the insurance. But yeah. I'm thinking maybe with a W-2 model, you might be able to give, because I know schools are desperate for rides right now. Desperate. I mean, oh, yeah. there's not enough bus my, drivers. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm wondering, like, you could do the same type of thing. I mean, like, obviously, you wouldn't have to do the steering thing, but you could have a, a tablet on the back of, like, get a couple buses, have a couple people running yeah. those. And just, like, right now, for example, be running Christmas ads for gifts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want this. I want that. Yeah, I, I want yeah. that. <laughs> Give me this gift. I want this gift. I see my free ride. Give it to me. Come on, please. I love Santa Claus. You know, like the PS5 commercial comes on. Yeah. And they and they're like yes, and that keeps them yeah. engaged, so they're not like causing a ruckus on the bus. They're more engaged because we know they. I'm not trying to over engage them because we know the kids are already too engaged. But if they're gonna be on the ride, be cool. Now you can watch this and anything you'd hit. Obviously, they can't do it, but they could hit it, and it would be sent to their parents' account. Yeah. Hey, your kid likes yeah. this. Hey, put it on a Christmas list. Because I can tell you as a parent, it's like pulling teeth sometimes to get a Christmas lift list out of a kid, but yeah. then Christmas rolls around. They're like, you didn't get me this, this, and this. And it's like, you never even mentioned any of those. It's not on the list. Yeah. That's so true. But I'm just wondering, cause it, everybody but hop, skip drive has failed that I know of. I don't know of another one, even local ones. And I know like there was one that was all moms who had kids at a school in Ohio who were doing yep. it even i'm like that's a great idea and they even had yeah. to shut down yeah it's unfortunate that we live in a time where um the cost of insurance for you know transporting people and goods is going up because you know costs go up and the rate of inflation and all that but um for us i, I thought about doing kids but not yet um i don't and I, by the way i do not mean uber team i am i am so oh, yeah. I, i'm on a oh, campaign to kill i'm on a campaign to yeah, we definitely don't that. want to do that. <laughs> I, I mean, like I'm That's actually working mind. with some people to end it for them, though. My thought yeah, was they just, would have already ended it because I can tell you that I'm doing a piece next week that is on kids already. How many incidents there have been in two months? Oh wow! I mean, we've had killed yeah, kids. Yeah. We've had we've had yeah. abducted kids who have not been found. Um, we had the 14 year old who was a basketball prodigy last weekend. Yeah. Who who uh somebody the uber driver was uh drinking yep. and oh and and now the guy's in icu he'll never play basketball again he had a complete future he was 14 i think the only thing i ever gave uber credit for um 
that I really thought was great was that the, no matter all the changes they went through over the years, they always stuck with no unaccompanied minors. When they pulled that plug, uh, I was like, I knew why they did it because I looked into the stats. Less people are, less kids are getting driver's licenses. Uh, I mean, way less, I get it. Not, a, not a little, a lot less a lot. Getting driver's licenses. So they, they're like, that's a whole market. Let's train them to take Ubers and never buy a car. Yeah, uh, I've seen I've seen the I've seen a couple of reports from the federal government about this. Um, for us, it didn't make sense to get kids under 16, 17. You know, no. us, the platforms. Yeah, the platform stopped at eighteen. Yeah, it stopped yeah. at eighteen because the officials asked. That, you know, they asked, it was one of the questions they asked is like, "Are you going to get kids?" No, I don't want kids. Yeah, kids. One, the insurance is too expensive, um, and three, you can't trust every person that comes on any platform to actually be kosher. Or, you know that's why i wondered speed. if if like with the yeah. lack of buses in certain systems if you could take some of your w2 people because those yeah. are the people they actually would trust and yeah. say no we're not just randomly throwing drivers at you this is your guy yeah, yeah. and eventually, almost like yeah. i mean I it's, it's it's sad that we're trying to figure out a way to solve a school bus problem that's supposed to be paid for by tax dollars <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time like you you mentioned chicago i know chicago for a while before teen rides were allowed were allowing lifts to take kids to school yep there's still mayor uh, mayor, certain... mayor uh i almost called her beetlejuice mayor lightfoot uh, <laughs> if you guys know Lori lightfoot she looks i'm sorry but she looks just like beetlejuice um <laughs> wow but steve <laughs> For us, for us, it didn't make sense to to go down that path of picking up the kids yet. Um, eventually, no, we'll do it. Yeah, eventually. We'll I do just it. thought for you because you got. I mean, Lyft and Uber don't have W two drivers. No, none. No. So I mean, no. you're and gonna, they probably you never will. Could be in a position. Yeah, I mean, Lyft and Uber will probably never go down that road because one day they, they'll figure they'll know what the cost of the insurance is to actually transport kids at that age. It's expensive and it's really stupid expensive. Mm -hmm. But from um, our point of view, it didn't make sense because one, we're a new platform. Two, um, we're going to really vet the drivers when they come on a platform. So, you know, once we get to that bridge and say we want to pick up, you know, 13 to 16 year old, just literally only on school hours and school days. And that's it, you know, because we have cameras in our car. I have, you know, I have teenage kids. I want to make sure that my teenage kids get home safely. So if Absolutely. I want to look on my app, like I want to see if I want to, if my daughter's in the car, I want to, I'll click on the app and look at that camera inside the car. It's like, oh, she's in the back seat. She's looking at the ads. Good. She's fine. I'm not worried about it. But an Uber and Lyft, there's no camera in there to see what's going well, on. You don't know. But even that, I would, I would even say somebody could, I mean, I'm sure there's attached well, but somebody could cover it. They could rip it out. Oh, I mean, course. like we had, we had, we had the one person in DC who, the one, the girl who went missing, who was 14 um and still isn't found uh they they did they have the tracking feature so the parent can track the okay i see him going where they're supposed to go the car stopped moving and so they were like they're like what and so this is when they started to and then it really wasn't moving and they're like what's going on the guy had canceled the ride and had thrown her phone they found the phone in the street he had thrown her phone out the window so when they found that, they're like, oh, he threw her phone out the window. So now, you, of course, you can't track her. You think she's just yep. standing there. And now you have no, he went offline. You have no idea where he is. No. And ours, um, one, 
again, we have a camera in a car. Um, two, uh, if there's a problem, nine one the nine one button's right there. You're gonna get one of us, or you're gonna get nine one one direct. Um, mm -hmm. and then uh, two, it's the same thing for the, the the drivers. You know, the drivers, their phones getting tracked as well. So they'll have a hard time, like, oh, why are you getting off the platform when you still have someone in the back seat? We notice that they're still back there because we see in the camera. The AI is telling us that you still got a passenger. You just like, what's going on here? So, um, so would there be a way to sense? like that your engineering team is looking at like a in car twenty three? The camera has been covered. Contact the driver yeah. right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100 I think that was. Yeah. That's one of our main priorities for, I mean, it is the main priority is the safety um, because it's such a concern with Uber and Lyft. Um, and we're really taking note of all of those concerns and making sure that we improve upon them as we launch. Um, because that's, that's just number one is safety for both the riders and the drivers. Um, and then with the incorporation of us having, you know, AI accessibility and then the, the, the uh, cameras, um, you know, it will be safer than what we have right now. And then, you know, if there's any funny business right away, that's a red flag. And we're, we're going to make sure that we attend to that. And, and, and that's instantaneous, you know, if the camera's covered, if it's ripped, if the, you know, if the camera's ripped out, um, if we can't, you know, some reason we can't see um, the, uh, the rider in the back, something funny going weird, you know, that's a red flag right there. Because uh, if any of those things happen, we need to instantly be on top of that and not just, um, okay, that's weird. And, you know, just kind of overlook things. No. Safety is our number one priority um, for both riders and drivers, and that and that's I think for us, right, Rudy? That's that's just number one. Yep. I mean, um, I'll, I'll, yeah, I, okay. I wanted to say that, like in the in the UK, like I'll, I'll compare London to New York because I had read an article about this. In the UK, there are four percent London to New York. There's four percent of the violent or sexual violent attacks on people as there is in new york mm -hmm. now the reason is is because over there they do have the tnc they have the black cabs and even rideshare drivers have to go through a, a two-week tnc program they don't have to take the i mean for a black cab driver if you guys aren't familiar it's longer than college it's five years to become a black cab driver over there oh, wow. um, because because you have to take a test and you have to know where every single thing in the city is you have to know where if somebody's like where's mcdonald's you you have to be able to be like which of the six on i know where they all are yeah you have to know yeah. alley locations you have to know everything you have to be able be able to be a tour guide too so there's a lot of training but there's different levels the taxis have to go through this even the rideshares do but maybe it doesn't have to be a two-week class, but what even the rideshare drivers there, after the two-week class, they get a lanyard that says their mm -hmm. name, has their picture, which is crucial these days because people are renting yeah. out accounts. But in there is an RF reader. And, the, and when you get close to the car, it says, yep, that's your car. And it's pissed yeah. me off because I'm like, why don't we have that? That is yeah. such an easy integration. It is. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, it's mind-blowing that they, they like... Um, they don't have cameras. Like we live in a day and age where we can actually develop tech to actually put in cars to actually put cameras. And I'm like, why are they not doing this? And then when I put it out, I had a bunch of people come out to me like, thank you for doing this. Thank you for, you know, because at the end of the day, 
it's either the driver's word or it's the rider's word. And then we live in an age where everything becomes socialized, meaning that everything's on TikTok or Instagram or on Twitter. And people are like, hey, you know, this driver did this or this rider did that. And I'm like, you know, who's telling the truth here? And then the only way you figure it out is that, oh, she's dead because the driver did this or he's dead because the passengers did this. Mm-hmm. So I want to remove that altogether and say, hey, to the industry, like, listen, put a camera in a car, remove those issues altogether. Well, yeah. if I may say, like, one of the integration um, pieces of the app is um, identification of the of the driver. So yes. um, you're in the app. You've just called the free cab. And um, once the free cab pulls up, let's say there's a couple of free cabs. Like, I'm in Vegas. We just had Formula One. So, you know, we couldn't, there was no, oh, that, that was, opened. I was there when it was being built. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause, they were built, <laughs> I, Cause I actually went, I actually, I was trying to find the hard rock. I didn't know it had become the Virgin. Oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I'm like, we're, I, I know it's here. It was right here. And then I looked across the street and everything was leveled mm-hmm. and they hadn't built it yet. And I was like, wait, this isn't the right spot. Cause even though it was another casinos, when I would look across from the hard rock, there was stuff. I'm like, I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. And so I'm like walking around trying to figure it out. Finally, I wasn't stupid. And I walked up to one of the valets. I'm like, where'd the hard rock go? He's like, right here. Yep. Like, like, <laughs> Try oh, to That's right. <laughs> but you That's guys right. built that really quick. I was there in March and it was just dirt. Oh, Oh, it's ridiculous how fast everything is moving. Yeah, right I know, now. but I but I was surprised how big that plot of land was too. It's enormous. It's it enormous. Is, it's huge. Um, yeah. but yeah, you couldn't rent a car, you couldn't get an Uber, you couldn't get a Lyft. So you know, let's say there's three or four free cabs uh, that were called up. How do you know it's yours? Well, on the app, um, it's actually going to identify. So it flashes. Um, so we have something called the cab beacon and yep. that beacon flashes your phone. And once that flashes, you see the driver's picture, you see the make of his car, you see his driver's, uh, you know, his license plate so that you can identify, yes, that's my car. That's the car that I go to. Uh, this is my driver. This is my ride. Um, so that's, that's the first, you know, safety measure that we have in place. And then, of course, once you get into the car, um, you will be interacting with the app, um, but you automatically feel comfortable that this is your car, this is your driver. You know, we have the you know front-facing camera, the exterior camera. Um, so again, safety priority. And um, you know, from that initial uh, you know connection with the app. Uh, connecting you with the car and the rider and the driver and, and even with the driver. So, you know, who you're picking up, Um, you know, you can see, you know, that person. And, you know, if, if that guy's drunk and, you know, falling all over the place and already, you know, just causing a scene, um, which I, I've spoken to a lot of Uber drivers here in Vegas and, you know, those late night pickups, aren't so great a lot of the times. <laughs> no, and, so. and I gotta I gotta I gotta mention this because a lot of drivers don't know. Look, it's not some drivers look at it like, uh, he might throw up, but I think I can get him oh, where he's going. That was but, the next thing no, I was before he does, but here but here's my point is that what you 
what you don't know is that let's say they were alcohol poisoned and they laid down in the back of the car and died. I hate to bring it to this far, yeah. but yeah. both your insurance company and Uber walk away from you immediately. Yeah. They don't even cover their portion anymore. Yeah. And I know it seems like, well, that on that one, they should, because they, you know, how not everybody can gauge that you're an independent contractor. You were supposed to know if somebody's too, Mm-hmm. Again, I, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, I, I, I was talking with people about liquor delivery and booze delivery, and they're like, yeah, I get like $2 more per each one of those. I'm like, do you know that in every state I know of, it's illegal? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, then the app wouldn't allow it. Then I'm like, Pfft. I'm like, dude, do you oh, know that you Uber, know. Uber, Uber Connect has launched four times. The first time yeah. it launched in the Bay Area, it got shut down three months later because 80% of its use was by one gang. That was shipping in smelly sneakers was shipping cocaine across the bridge. So for 30 bucks, they didn't have to do their super sketchy, risky job. They were using these Uber Connect cars and they thought that, and I guess the whole story came down. I was always confused, but the whole story to the dirty shoes came down to um, that. They thought that would throw off the smell of the dogs. That's how stupid some people are. Yeah. Well, it's Steve. When I was out in San Francisco and I met when, um, a famous investor, I'm not going to say his name, but um, we had a conversation about that as well. And I was like, this is bananas. He's like, what are you going to do? I was like, well, the problem is, is that eventually people are going to, it's not even like in New York City, there was a prostitute ring that was going on exclusively using Uber to pick up girls to bring them over to people's house. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I was like, what? And the guy was like, yeah, there's a bunch of drivers out there that that's all they do all day. You know, yeah, I don't it's, think it's that, probably. You know, I, I hate to say this, but it's probably a great way to expand your portfolio if you're a pimp, <laughs> because you might as well be driving people around too and making some money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh my god! And you're kind of yeah. covered. You're like, I'm just driving, dude. I'm not a pimp. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just think when they do these things, like there's, we all know there's no to- tutorials. They don't show you. The only thing they've yeah. ever showed us in the app is the are the rain videos, the how to not sexually harass yeah. other people. Yeah. Other than yeah. that, nothing. When they released alcohol delivery and Drizzly was bought for one point two billion, billion. By Uber, yeah. um, they didn't show anything about that. They just it was just another thing where each stage would tell you now check their ID. Okay, well how do you know? I've told this to people and they're like, dude, I check the IDs. I do what I'm supposed to. I'm like. Like in Colorado, I talked to somebody. I work, you know, I worked in a bar for 20 years. So guess what? I said, are you tip certified? And they said, no, I'm on the DoorDash platform. I said, okay, then you're, you're completely not covered. DoorDash doesn't have you, neither does your insurance. He's like, that's wrong. Cause DoorDash wouldn't have it on there. My insurance has me. And I said, if you're not tip certified, you cannot serve alcohol. Oh you, yeah, that's right. You, you, you can't. And, and therefore I honestly believe even DoorDash is so manip or DoorDash and Uber are so manipulative that they're saying, "Yeah, well, we're making it look legal, but as soon as you get in trouble, we're turning your back our back on you because yeah. you're an independent contractor. It's up to you to know, not us to tell you." And so, I mean, it's just one of those things where I feel bad and I tell people, "Do you know that as stupid as it sounds, you could ruin your life over one alcohol delivery because like what let's say you went to a door let's say you did do it correctly let's say that somebody came and you and it was an adult and you sold it to them who's to say that adult isn't some adult that 20 kids found who are having a party to just answer the door and buy the liquor and then one of them dies or drinks too much gets in a car accident and dies it's on you 
Oh, it's totally. You sold that liquor. You sold that liquor to them, and they're not going to care that some guy came to the door to buy it. And the thing that people don't realize too is that not only you violated state crime, you violated federal crime. Now the yeah. ATF gets involved. Now, now yeah. when you get like when you deal with the state level, it's you know it's not that crazy. But when you deal with the federal level, dude, you mm -hmm. need twenty lawyers just to get away from us. You know, a federal case. Well, that's that's why like, I said I'm not exaggerating with wreck your life. Because yeah. your insurance are going to walk away. You're going to, and they can't go after the companies because you're the contractor. I mean, they sometimes yeah. try, but they never win. I mean, we saw this, the, finally the the case played out with the Uber driver and the autonomous in Phoenix, and they yep. left her to hang and dry. And if you're not familiar, they openly, I mean, it's as corrupt as it can be, guys. This was in Maricopa County, which is Tempe and Phoenix. And yep. they decided that, because people were on top of overpasses dropping cinder blocks on Waymos yeah. because yeah. they hated these so much in their area. So now um, they had to move the court case over out of Maricopa County to the adjacent county, which is illegal because Uber yeah. paid to have that done. And yet the court case didn't involve Uber. Uber they paid they to have it moved out of there. Down. And then this lady yeah. who... This lady, I mean, she was making 20 bucks an hour. She spent the last five years in courts with lawyers. I don't even know how she's paying for it. I don't know what happened. But now, yeah, I mean, all this happened to her. And I mean, that should be very clear because everybody's always like, no, they have our backs. No, they don't. That's proof. Nope. Nope. I mean, they were sending her out in, a, in an autonomous that didn't work. And it's proof. For Steve, for us, uh, again, our biggest asset is our drivers um we give them all the tools that they when they come on a platform they're going to school they're going to do two weeks we're going to show them the ins and outs of the road we're going to show them ins and outs of the laws uh, because at the end of the day you know when i was growing up i got harassed by cops like they see you in a nice car an expensive car and they're like who's this kid driving this car so literally day in day out i got pulled over by cops so i want i don't want my drivers to have that experience again of saying hey i'm doing ride share you know why are you harassing me well, I have to explain to the drivers, like, listen, these cops actually have the right to stop you because maybe the passenger called the cops sure. or maybe the driver called the cops. And we have to explain yeah. when I did Uber, your training was literally, all right, thank you for joining. Go to work. Yeah. It said, yeah, that's what happened to me. Have you downloaded the app? Well, then what, what do you need? Just, yeah. just go, <laughs> just hit go. I was like, what do you mean? What? Like that first, I don't do know that first time hitting go, you're like, wait a minute is this okay is this legal is, what's going yeah. on here? like i do remember i will say this when i was first onboarded to lyft they did have a mentor program you would meet yep. somebody in a park not anymore it was never at a house yeah but it was at a but i gotta tell you it was worthless though too because my mentor told me at the time he's like dude lyft is awesome all you do is sit at your house and just wait till a ride you want and he goes screw the system so I was mentored by somebody who told me to abuse it from day one. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, I'm glad to hear that you're going to do some training. So, I mean, as we wrap it up here, can the two of you, maybe between you, Rudy, I don't know who wants to do it or how you'd want to do it, but do you have like a two, a three to two to four minute elevator pitch that you would give somebody like an investor, let's say like not just a driver or whatever, because we've kind of gone through that, but like how, how would you really, we've talked about it, but how would you in a nutshell explain this, how it works and why it'll work? And no, Kat, it's all you. You got the best one. 
Okay. Um, so, um, so we, we offer free rise in exchange for watching short, engaging video ads on your mobile phone during your trip. We're the ride share alternative that's safer, friendlier, and free. Our innovative platform provides riders with free transportation in exchange for watching targeted ads during their ride, while empowering businesses to connect with their target audience through AI-targeted mobile advertising. Um, I particularly, I joined this startup because I was excited by their mission to provide safe, free, and sustainable transportation while building a community and reducing environmental impact. And as CMO, it's my job to spread the word about how FreeCab helps communities thrive. Our no-cost solution to rideshare makes rideshare accessible to more individuals. And our company plans to focus on product development, marketing, and expanding our team. Thank you awesome. so much for your time. So, I, so, if I, so, so if I'm the guy you're pitching to and I were to say, let's say I had a little background history with these apps and i said well i love this what what are you doing about market saturation though because i know that's killing drivers on top of other problems so i mean we limit you... the number yeah so we're going to limit the number of drivers that come on a platform um it's funny because uh i realized early on when i started doing uber exclusively in the beginning i was like who to say that when i walk into i remember when, when i see my first surge on the app and i was like wait there's only four drivers on here i'm like what wait a second <laughs> now i get now how surge worked and then uh throughout the years then you realize like oh it's it's all to me it's almost a gimmick because you can actually the app could have pulled 20 other drivers from other places like come here we'll, we'll give you 15 bucks to come out here and pick up drivers so we don't want to charge 50 yeah. rides just sit on yeah, the flat so rate surge was a joke, but this, this, oh, the multiplier yeah. even, I used to stay away from, like, if it was a, a, a game letting yeah. out or something, and I'd yeah. be like, let's say I was 10 minutes from it, and it's over, and I see the multiplier going up, 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 up. I know drivers used to just haul over to there, and you got to remember, going to there, you're going to have a lot of trouble finding your passenger, a ton. Yep. Even though yep. it's supposed to be easy, it's going to be very hard most of the time. Um, you're yep. going to have to pull in, you're going to... The time you spend isn't really going to pay out to that multiplier, but I'd usually just stay where I was because they'd all yeah. leave. And I'm like, cool, yeah. now I own this area. Yeah. So, yeah, when drivers come on a platform, they get their own area. Um, they can pick if they want to do short rides, long distance rides. Uh, we're going to set it up now um, in the future where I live in this area. I want to only do rides in this area. It could be five miles, 10 miles, 15 miles, 20 miles. But give them that opportunity where, you know, our competitors are not doing that. And it doesn't make sense. Um, well, before we go, I just want to tell everybody that we're doing a, a crowdfunding campaign um, come February, March of next year. We're going to be raising money um, again to, you know, fill this out to other markets as well. Um, have the public invest in what we're doing because I look at general, generational wealth to add those folks to come on the platform and saying, hey, I like the idea. I want to invest in this because I can help actually help my community get better. Uh, so again, we're, you know, if these guys are interested or anyone's interested in, in the crowdfunding thing, hit us up. We'll, we'll uh, show you what's going on and we'll go from there. How how do they, I know that it's not till then, but how do they find the crowdfunding through the website? Yeah, through the website. Uh, we're going to be launching that in February, March of next year. 
I know it's it. not out yes. yet, but so it, but yeah, it's not out yet. maybe maybe socials too. I'm sure, but like the website, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, if, so, if anything, next year next year we'll probably do another uh, podcast with you and um, go into more detail as well. Well, I've, like I said to you before, and I'm not kidding. As soon as you launch, because I know I know some people in Philly that would love to see me We're too. So close. But as soon as <laughs> as soon as soon as you launch, I'm coming. Awesome. I want. I would. I would love to be the one of the first day riders. Yeah. Like the first day you launch. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be. I so, want to. I'll come out, dude. I'm gonna. Maybe even start. I, I want to get. Oh, sure. Give me a free hat and shirt, though. Oh no, you get you get merch. <laughs> um, Steve, let's do this. Um, uh, what we'll do is that we'll get uh, a couple of people on your uh, podcast and saying hey, if you're if you're in the Philly area or if you're not side out of the Philly area and you're interested to learn about who we are, uh, they can come meet with us and they can actually do a day ride and learn about the app themselves and then bring it back to their town. Like, hey, Steve's going to come to Philly. We're going to show him how it works. And he's going to go back to Philly and become our spokesperson or, you know, chief writer out in your area. Yeah. yeah because Kara, the we, day, call, we call them ambassadors. Yeah. yeah. That's, City ambassadors. Go. Yeah. That's a that's good name right. for them because it, it's right. It's correct. You know, it's as long yeah. as they fully understand it. And I think at first for the beta, it may be through invitation only. So yep. consider this. The first invitation. Well, I would hope I can. <laughs> if I don't, I'll be like, really? of course, you already got one. <laughs> I mean, not only Steve, just because I want to. It's already in the mail. I mean, like you know, I, I I've started to over the years. I've started to meet people in person that I have on the podcast. So it's it's really been cool. And I've, for That's the awesome. most part, I've found that they're exactly how they are when we're online. And I didn't know if that would really be the case or if I'd. W- wind up with some whack job and going whoa dude oh <laughs> but everybody's been really cool That's awesome. um but like awesome. like i want you know I, I i've talked to rudy a few times we've done some lives and stuff but i, I would love to meet him in person i would love to be oh, there during those, during those initial days because i'm sure there'll be some hiccups but they're not gonna be bad it's just what happens oh. but i want to see it work i want to see this work and how you know like oh my gosh this is awesome yeah because i mean like you know if i'm if I'm telling like, geez, I just paid nothing. Like if I fly in, let's say, and I'm, and then when I leave, I mean, I'll do some while I'm there, but when I leave, if I take one to the airport, I'm like, guess what? I just took a ride share to the airport. Guess how much it cost me? Zero. You know, that's a big plug. That's a big plug because other people pick up on that. Go, what's Steve talking about? Why is it free? Yeah. Because it's free cab. That's right. We want to put the we want to put the power back Cyan... in the people's hands, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. That's what Cyan said, yes. That's why Cyan was like, I'll definitely, you know, I'm going to be part of this. Because when I pitched her, she was like, what? How's it free? And then when I showed her how it works, she's like, how much? <laughs> how much you want? I'm like, and the rest became so, history. So project as, I... as best you can. I know that I know that it's been a, it's been a long road, but as best you can, when do you think, and I know other cities will follow after the, after you build out Philly and watch it work a bit, but in a best guess, when do you think it launches? Realistically. Um, time frame wise. Yeah. So after the beta, um, we're looking close to about two to three months after that. Um, and then go national, go hardcore, hardcore. Well, so, um, so the, but the beta, when are you thinking about that? End of March. In the march yeah oh nice nice mm-hmm. thank you for yeah. waiting till snowboard season was up because i do search and rescue so that's perfect so 
It's great. <laughs> I appreciate you doing that for me. That's exactly uh, why we did it. <laughs> <laughs> but mainly because of the weather. Um, mainly we, we just wanted to do that like whole spring launch and just, you know, Philly with the weather, you know, snow, mm -hmm. black ice, the whole thing. It just wasn't right. So, <laughs> well, plus, I mean, start of April's baseball season starts. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, so that's, I mean, those kind of, like I was saying, don't go to sporting events to pick up surge rides, but at the same time, it just brings a lot of people to town. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know, you every, every one of us that has baseball teams in our cities gets 82 home games a year. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's a lot. That's a big portion of the year. Yeah. Um, um when we, yeah, when we launched down in Philly, one of the biggest my one of the biggest prerogatives that I have working down in Philly was um, the sports teams. You know, Eagles fans, 76ers, you know, Philly fans. Um, I want to bring those kids that live out in the burbs, that live out there, and bring them into the city and enjoy a game. You know, even give them free games, um, because sure. we want to work with those organizations. Like, listen, those kids are our future because they want to be part of the sport. They want to be part of the league. They want to see you know, these guys out there and play and, and, you know, kick butt. Um, so I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. This is going to be launching I'm excited soon. too. Cause I was, I yeah. actually, I don't know if you know, Catherine, but I was going to fly out this summer. This isn't just a new thing I'm saying this time. I told him when he launched, I'd come out. So I was just yeah. waiting for the word. Like, when is it? So now, as soon as it happens, I'm coming out. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. Yeah, that's awesome. So, we're so excited. I mean, because I also I also want to give you guys the mad plug and stuff. And I know some awesome. other creators in Philly and in New York and stuff. I'll get them all in there. We'll all give yeah. them a plug. That's because awesome. look, Steve, we're all sick so of Uber and Lyft. We're over it. It's it's great if you multi-app and you can have it on and it, and you know how to work it a couple hours here and there, but it's not the platform that it was initially. It's not the no. platform that it seemed like the direction it was headed. It's something totally different now. It seems to be exactly following the disastrous path of of taxis. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, for a long time they played technology company. We know they're nothing more than a simple dispatch oh, no. system. That's all it is. That's all they are. That's, that's all, all they are. Well, that's what and we're now here they've taken now they're taking so much that the drivers don't make anything. So this yeah. if when this goes you're a philly driver and i gotta tell you too on the waitlist thing or on the capping it i think that's the greatest idea i say this all the time now i think waitlist i tell that some people don't agree but i tell people waitlists are the best thing in the gig economy because yeah. if you if there's not waitlist and they're just whatever free for all everybody come on on there's not work it doesn't matter how big the app is there's not work to be had right yeah so if there's yeah. not you know and plus it helps avoid some legislation too because when you do that the legislation's getting pissed oh, so you know because you're killing other industries you're 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 hurting the traffic you're, you're doing so many problems but when you cap it they like that because then they know that you're yeah. just trying and then you're learning too you're learning how many do we need on a tuesday night like new york city when i went when i talked to the folk the tlc in new york city they were like how many you know how many people you expect to get on the app and i was like at most probably about fifteen thousand, and they're like all right when do you need a license you know because they told they told me they're like we're not really interested in bringing another platform that's going to you know hire a hundred thousand drivers i'm like no not at all no i don't mm -hmm. want to have a hundred thousand people on a platform um right as drivers and I, it didn't make sense because then you're crowding the street you're creating more traffic you're creating more pollution so yep. capping it made more sense for us just to say all right cool 
we're going to allow X amount of drivers to come on to this region. And if you're in the platform, great. If you want to work in another uh, region or another area, that's open as well. Love it. Um, I love everything about this. Uh, you guys, we are absolutely going to have you back in to the audio podcast, to the video, to the YouTube watchers. You guys don't mind the, the, when I run over or whatever. So thank you for watching, but to the audio podcast listeners, hopefully you got something out of this. You ride share drivers. Hopefully you didn't mind us going over because I think this is huge to you. You should have, I mean, at least go to the website. If you want to learn a little more, go to the website or go to one of their social platforms. Check it out. It's F U R E dot C A B. If you're watching on YouTube, you can just look at Rudy's shirt and you can see it. <laughs> and, uh, but otherwise, if you're listening, just go to, go to fear cab. It'll also be in the show notes. Um, as well as the, the first video we did, which we talked yeah. about some other things too. So, um, between these two, I think they're great pieces and, uh, I can't wait to try it. Cause I think that we need competition. Lyft is not heading in a good direction. And the, the worst thing that could happen in this country is if Lyft go, for ride shares, if Lyft goes out of business. Yeah. Pat, should we talk about the thought process about buying Lyft? You remember? <laughs> Um, well, we thought, yeah, we had a conversation when. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel like you'd just be, go, you just, they'd be like, well, we're here. You're going to declare bankruptcy for us, okay? No, I mean, they're under one billion dollars of operating capital now. Wow, I see, I see, I see it all the time. We, I, I had that thought process actually buying Lyft uh, when the, you know the CEO announced that you know we're open to that option. Um, yeah. But the more we thought about it, the more we're like, here's the problem. We're going to come, we're going to integrate or we're going to absorb problems uh, from the yeah. jump because they have problems within their ranks. They have problems on the driver's side. They have problems on user experience. And I'm like, no, I want to start with a clean slate. I want to start with something that's simple and fair to the communities, simple and fair to the drivers and riders that are out there. And I was like, nah, it, it didn't make sense. So, yeah. All right, guys. We'll check out check check out free cab um i spelled it out for you i'm gonna say free cab because in the first one if you do watch the first interview you'll catch me many times saying fewer and every time rudy <laughs> corrects me i just couldn't get over it i was like hey start rapping now Free. i got it now it's stuck in my head just takes a minute but um yeah check it out guys and uh thank you both for joining thanks us thanks for having and, us thanks, thanks and so I, can't much. I can't wait to see the progress because i think you guys i think once this gets i think once you actually launch i think that you know it might take some time sure but i think it's going to be a big thing it's going to be it could yeah. be a major game changer awesome so awesome thank thanks, you both steve. thank you thank All you right. steve